In today's episode, we'll be discussing The Many Saints of Newark, directed by Alan Taylor, starring Alessandro Navalla as Dickie Moltisanti, Leslie Odom Jr. as Harold McBear, Vera Farmiga as Livia Soprano, John Bernthal as Johnny Soprano, Corey Stoll as Junior Soprano, Ray Liotta as Hollywood Dick Moltisani, and Salvatore Sally Moltisani, Michelle DeRussa as Giuseppini Moltisani, Michael Godofoni as Tony Soprano, Billy McMissen as Polly Walnuts, John Magaro as Sylvia Dante, Michael Emporio as Christopher Moltisanti, Samson Mocoro as Pussy Bonacero, Joey Diaz as Buda, Alexandra and Trader as Janice Soprano. The movie was released on October 1st, 2021 on a budget of $50 million. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hit it. Hey, Kendrick. We're back doing the Many Saints of Newark. Yeah. Week, soprano story. A week hiatus was needed. A yes. little bit of a break. Trying yes, to catch up on stuff. Going on the vacations. And yes. It was, it was good, good times. It was good to do. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, Many Saints of Newark. The Soprano story. Yeah. That's a interesting like subtitle name to it, you know? It is. I mean, to me it makes sense, you know, because it's all about the what happened before well before the sopranos right uh what you know forged tony soprano into who he was right so we but, we took an interesting thing with this right so you watched the series i have not right we did that on purpose so that way i could go in with a blind eye and you could go in knowing the series and kind of compare notes afterwards right right yeah, you get a lot of looks at uh, the younger ca- uh, the characters when they were young and right. still alive. <laughs> I, I will say, first off, the thing that really drew me to this movie mm-hmm. was the cast. Yeah. Stacked. Oh. Absolutely stacked. John Bernthal, Corey Stoll, Ray Liotta. Yeah. That guy was the surprise for me. Ray Liotta? Yes. He was surprisingly very good. Because his his original character, the father yeah. of Dickie. Right. Well, we'll talk about this in a minute and get into all, everything wasn't that great no the the but other part of it yeah when brother, he showed up again i was like fuck, fuck what dude, the hell is this yeah that guy was a trip yeah yeah he was <laughs> I mean, uh probably the smartest guy in the movie yep but uh to go on from that uh like we said this is a story that gives you a start on what the sopranos were about right and how uh their family was run before Tony became boss. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Tony like launched them in deeper into like more oh, money, yeah. more crime, yes. just kind of yes. like expanded the empire. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. you kind of got hints of that in this movie that he was right. Well, he hyper was, intelligent. You know, and, you got hints of things that he was kind of being groomed. Uh even, you know, Dickie was gonna try to get him out. Right. But he was being groomed by other forces. Other forces wanted him to be involved. Right. They didn't want the Maltesano name to be on the family. Right. You know, they, they wanted it to be. Could you imagine the show being called the Maltesanos? <laughs> yeah, that was going to be a little crazy. <laughs> Sopranos kind of just rolls off yeah, the tongue a little easier. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, I thought they did a good job of, you know, layering everything. Right. And, 
not Bernthal for for one. I, I love him in in movies. Period. Yeah, great actor. Amazing. He great uh, Punisher. Great Punisher, and he's been great in most everything else he was in. I mean, when we were introduced to him, my first time was seeing him as Shane in The Walking Dead. Right. You know, and he's just a guy that plays right a guy that you he's a badass behind loving to hate him yeah he's he's billy badass and anytime he walks in the room it's like he owns that room every time he is that guy that you know hey i'm the boss of this (laughs) i want to be the boss at least you know what i mean yep um but you know you got a good uh sense you know going back to the movie and going back to the series seeing tony's mom you know in this movie, uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, Vera, I think it was Vera, Vera Formiga, Formiga, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, did just an excellent job at bringing her character. To I life. didn't realize that was her at first. Yeah, oh, it yeah, took yeah. it took me a little because I was looking at her. I'm like, God damn, she looks like familiar. Yeah. And then it clicked in my brain at one point. I was like, Oh shit, that's right. that's Vera. Right, <laughs> what the fuck. His mother in The Sopranos, the TV show, yeah. is a fucking nutcase. Well, and you could already get hints of that in this movie, yeah. right? Yeah, and she played it to a T. Right, I mean, she did everything she needed to do in that role. Right, uh, one of the best scenes was they were sitting in the school. She was sitting in the school talking to the principal. And the principal's like, hey, you know, your son's kind of a genius. Right. He's, he's, he's super intelligent. Yeah. Leader. He's every, all these other things. Gave him tests and he's passed the flying colors. Mm-hmm. But he's just, you know. Doesn't apply really himself. Apply himself. Yeah. And she's like, well, you couldn't have told me. You couldn't have uh, convinced me of that. He's a, he's a smart aleck. Yeah. But, you know. Such she's a bitch. one of those. Yeah. One of those people. But. The teacher, the principal or counselor, this is tries a guidance to, counselor. Yeah, guidance counselor tries to get her to soften up by telling her the story that Tony was like, "Hey, you know, when my dad was away, you know, she came to my room, read me this story, story. about this, uh, you know, it was a gold rush." Yeah, yeah exactly, and, and you know, explained to him a lot of different things and cuddled with him real close and all that stuff, and that really left an imprint on him. Right? Did a mother these motherly kids, thing? These kids. It is, it is no wonder that his sister's crazy, that he was, you know, just whack, wackadoodle. Right. You know, their parents were nuts. Yeah. Their parents, they had no chance. So the only, like, there was a few beefs I had this with this movie, right? Okay. One, not having watched The Sopranos, I didn't have a connection to it like you would. Right. 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 I went in cold turkey. Right. It's like the best way I can explain it to people is like going and watching Picard. Without having watched the next generation, yeah, exactly. it just doesn't work. It doesn't work really. Now knowing that, I'm keen to watch the series. If it's always yes. been on my list, but the one biggest beef I had with this movie, besides some of the actors being underutilized, you don't underutilize Corey Stoll. You don't underutilize yeah, John Bernthal. Yeah. You expect me to believe that John Bernthal's character birthed Tony Soprano. Like they look nothing alike. Well, yeah, those two. Like, yeah. like, come on, you should have. Like, I love Burnthal. Could have right. used Burnthal in a different role than that because it just it took away from it. Like that kid that played Soprano is the original actor's yeah. son, so he looks exactly like him, right? Yeah, it's that's Michael, great. That Michael works. Gandolfini, yeah. Burnthal doesn't look like his dad at all. Yeah. Like it I, doesn't even look like that'd be part of his life. Right? I can go with that. Uh, you know. Knowing the characters in his sister uh, Janice as they get older and stuff, sh- none of the kids look like it. 
No. So is Tony's obviously Tony's dad lives through this movie. Is he in the Sopranos too? Uh no. No, he's not. No, so he dies somewhere dead. between yeah. the this movie yeah. and the series. Yeah, he passed away. Oh, okay. Hmm. But yeah, and his mom's just Oh, these people are fucking nuts. Wow. Um, you know, like we talk about this movie centers around Dickie Molasana. So the whole time I was watching it, Dickie looks so familiar to me. I'm like, I'm racking my brain, right? Like, where uh-huh. the fuck do I know this guy from? And so finally at the end of the movie, I was like, all right, I can't take it anymore. I went and looked up. It's Billy from Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen him in yeah. anything. And I had just looked him up not long ago. Oh, okay. So I knew he was going to be in this movie, but I forgot, like, between when I looked it up and when I saw this, I was like, oh, he, holy shit, he looks the same. Like, right. he oh, gosh, barely yeah. is aged. He, guys, yeah, like you said, he looks exactly yeah. like he did in that movie. So, you know, but. Which was like an 03. I think he did a fantastic job. No, he did. In this movie. I, I thoroughly was, enjoyed, like, like we talked about before, the marketing for this movie, I thought it was just going to be a Tony Soprano origin story. Right. This movie was about Dickie. The only thing that gives you that hint is some of the movie posters. Where it's just right. the man who made Tony yeah, Soprano. Exactly. Right. But the marketing, like the trailers and everything, really leaned heavily on Tony. Of course. So I was not expecting like the whole movie to be centered around Dickie and Dickie's adventures Struggles and like what he and went through and then family and everything. To be killed at the way at the end. And right. then you know, Tony having that epiphany while looking at his casket, like right. I'm gonna follow in his footsteps. I was like, okay, got it. But from all the trailers, it mostly focused on Tony. Yeah. And the older version of Tony. So, like, half the movie was spent with the younger version, like the 10 year old version, and then the teenage version. I was like, what the fuck happened here? Like, I'm so confused. Right. I kind of figured they would do uh, something like that, but I did figure it would be a bit more of Tony later on. I thought it would, you know, as he did the kid version, it'd be Dickie's story. Right. But as a he teenage got, version, teenage it would be version, more about Tony. It'd be more about Tony, which it kind of yeah. was to a certain extent. But yeah. he was he was by far a secondary character, right? Yeah, no doubt. They did not lean on no him heavily. Doubt. There was a few scenes where it was Tony centric, but they didn't yeah. lean on him. Heavily. That kid nailed it. Like oh, Michael Gandolfini did a great job. I've man. watched a lot of clips of The Sopranos, mm-hmm. like before I saw this movie, right? And like the mannerisms his dad has oh, in that character, the lisp, yeah, the, everything, everything. He nailed it. <laughs> everything was down pat um the you know just the streak of hmm, I, I can be evil i definitely can be very evil because right. when he beat that you know kid in front of the store that was funny <laughs> just smacked like, him with the sandwich yeah, and then started yeah. whopping on him <laughs> exactly but you know um seeing a lot of the characters that you see in the sopranos later on it's hilarious because uh oh man the guys who played young pussy who played uh Silvio, uh, you know, they did such a great job capturing their mannerisms. Right, yeah. Um, Now, the dude who played Silvio, um, you know, he got flack for, he said, oh, it it seems like he's doing an impersonation. No, watch how fucking little Steven does Silvio in The Sopranos. It is a spot-on freaking just recreation of it. And And it's good. Good job. So explain to me who Harold McBayer is. I like in the movie he's kind of like the antagonist, right? Right, right, right. Is he in the series? He doesn't come up in the series because something happens. I have no idea. But I don't see I haven't seen him in the series. 
Okay. I don't remember him in the series. Like, he played a very a big hand in this part. movie. So, yeah. if they're making sequels or something like that, I could see it. I think like, something will happen. Maybe that's who Tony blames for his uncle being killed. And I think something will happen with him and uh, Frank. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank Lucas. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, he, something goes down with them. Oh, dude. On, so. This movie had by far one of the best torture scenes. Oh, dude. I've man. seen in a long time in a movie. Like, I was like. Fuck oh, all that. When they took that ratchet. Yeah, took that oh. fucking power ratchet and stuff oh, in that man. dude's mouth and just yeah, that like destroyed his teeth up. and just Yeah. See what I think what I thought they were about to do was stick his finger in it. I did too. And twist it, like break his yeah, finger. I did too. But sticking in his mouth, I was just like, God damn. And then so, he's like, like I just got this coat, man. <laughs> <laughs> he he powers out of there and they just pop him a few times yeah. and drops. I was like, God <laughs> damn, that was no, brutal. No, no, no. I'll tell you, Dickie. Dickie had some fucking issues. Uh, Dickie had a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I could understand like what he what he did to his dad Ray Liotta, right? Because he used to beat his mom, under, yeah. and then started beating his stepmom, who he started catching feelings for, which, which she was all fucked up. Anyway. That was yeah, hey, but yeah. he brought home a woman the same age as his son, son pretty much, and, smoking hot, yeah. and you know they're fucking but crazy still, to begin with. Still, yeah, man. yeah, it was gross. Like Come you don't on. want your dad sloppy seconds. <laughs> yeah, <what's that? laughs> and it's funny because earlier in the movie too, he heard his dad just getting it right, oh, and man, I was just like, horrible. how can you even look it's at like, her the same after yeah, that? You, you, no, you can't. So I mean, it's like, it's a little crazy. It was really crazy. Their whole family dynamic obviously was fucked up. What they did for a living was fucked up. Yeah, but. This is the beauty of the Sopranos and beauty of this movie. It gets you to care about these people. It gets you to sit back. And I go, will you know? say I cared about Dickie to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I, I cared about Tony because I, I I like Tony's trajectory and right. I want to see where it goes. I think it didn't lean. It gave you. It was just. I, I don't know. I felt like it was too much packed into one movie. Like the focus was so broad. That a lot of the characters were underutilized. Like I said, Corey Stoll, yeah. John Berthold, they were all very yeah. underutilized. I thought they would be more prominent and you would get to see them like work together as units. Exactly. I agree. I agree. And you just saw glimpses of them. Like, you well, know, spoiler alert, Corey Stoll's whole thing, Junior, you know, the whole reason he killed Dickie is because Dickie laughed at him when he yeah. fell and broke his back. <laughs> It's like, come on, like that's that it, it was man. all that petty shit, that's and that's what put Junior Tony Soprano on his role. Petty as fucking hell. Well, you dude. said he's a bitch he's in the a series, right? Bitch, yeah. Petty dude, God, dude, in the series, and he's uh, like trigger happy. He's just crazy. Well, okay? I kind of like but, the idea of small things like that, like little petty things like that, roll into these big old fucking things that put. Like, the repercussions of it yeah. setting up. Like, that, to me, that's always cool. Is like, you don't think much of it at the time, but, but then it snowballs, and then it becomes a big fucking yeah. avalanche, and you're screwed at that Here's point. Here's the big thing, too. You know, leaning, you know, going back to talking about the just too much shoved into a movie. Right. I think they shouldn't have thought about everybody seeing The Sopranos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The the creators and the directors and stuff like that. They should have just un- thought, okay, we've got to unpack this and explain this anyway. Right. Because this is supposed to be a movie, you know, about something different. Right. We know, you know, a lot of people saw The Sopranos. Right. 
not everybody knows everything about these characters like you. Yeah. Not everybody knows everything about these characters. Yeah. So you can't assume that they went it, they kind of went into this movie assuming that you know Junior's story. Well, you know something's about this. Like I told you, I yeah. could tell watching the movie that a lot of the shit that they said and did, I'm like that's got to have a payoff in the show. Right. There's right. got to be something there that I'm not seeing, obviously not having seen the show. Yeah. And it felt like I was missing something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, Junior I mean, give you some spoilers. That's okay. Uh, for Go the for show. it. Um, he's always feeling basically emasculated because, I mean, he's his younger brother is in charge. Right. Right. He's supposed to be second in command, but even when his brother dies, he don't get it. No. He don't get it. Tony gets it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even when Junior tries to flex in the show. Tony's running the crew. <laughs> Tony shuts him down. And everything like that behind his back. God. And all the cop capos are, are going to him and instead of going to Junior. So Junior is never in charge. It's just, it's, and he has that problem that, you know, a, a tall guy with little man syndrome right. is basically what Well, that's not the only thing this movie does is, to, you know, make you think that everybody's seen the show. Mm-hmm. But it also makes you think that everybody knows about Italian mafias. Like, if I would never have seen Goodfellas. Right. Or The Godfather, or you know any of those kind of gangster movies, which there's a plethora to choose from. You would not know what the fuck they were talking you're, about. You're right. See, I think that's a, that's a little something too with uh, as a younger younger generation. Right. They weren't. We were. I mean, my generation. We're brought up on gangster movies. Right. Yeah. That's, that that's was what it was. Like the we westerns of the time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We knew all about gangster culture. And that's yeah. Why everybody's like, you know oh, what a main man was. You know yeah. what a don was. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. Know all that shit. And that's what, you know, we were sitting there watching, I me and Kelsey were sitting there watching, and she's like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's because of this. Right. She's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, well, maybe not. So the part that got me, that blew my mind, was Ray Liotta's second character, which was Dickie's dad's twin brother. Right? right. When he showed up, I was like, Whew. is he seeing a ghost? Like, what the fuck is happening here? And then it's like, oh, it's his twin brother. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, that's ironic that Ray Liotta gets to play two characters yeah, exactly. now. Like, you can't just cast Ray Liotta, one of the highest profile gangster actors of all time, yeah. in a spot role to get his face beat in. Exactly. And then getting ready. But he's in prison for life because he murdered a made man. Right. To me, everything I've seen and read and heard in gangster movies and stuff like that and mm-hmm. reading books and like I've, I'm reading The Godfather. Right. You kill a made man, you're dead. You're like, pretty you much don't go dead. to prison. You They fucking you're, kill you're you. You're pretty much dead. Unless you are really high up yeah. too. You're pretty much dead. Right. Now, they will, they will, you know, as it says in Goodfellas, you know, if you want to kill a made guy, you got you to get, get sign off. Yeah. You got to go down and sit down. Everybody's got to agree on it. And then you mm-hmm. go, you know, the right way. Um, but him being, I think, the Don's brother, basically, because mm-hmm. Ray Liotta was basically the Don at right. the time. Yeah. His brother, you know, being his brother... Probably bought him some him. leeway. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're going to go away and do your time. We're not going to save you from this. Right. You know, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a whole crazy. I, I will say like Dickie was the most reasonable, crazy of the characters that you see in gangster, like him killing his dad to a point was justified in his brain. Like his I could brain, see yeah. his point of view, right? Mm-hmm. You beat mm-hmm. my mom. You're beating my stepmom. We got a fucking problem. Yeah. He's have an issue you could tell when he lost control though when he kept bashing his head against that steering wheel and it's crazy when you see him after he takes the body his dad's body and like goes and sets up the fire and everything right he's got a 
freaking steering wheel imprint <laughs> on his skull <laughs> right in the middle yes. of the forehead. And I'm just like, Dude. God damn, you beat him. Like, you just beat him like a drum. Here's my thing about it, too. I was like, why don't you just leave the car by the riots? Yeah, exactly. I mean, number one, I'm kind of glad he didn't, you know, for black people's sake, because then it would have been just a huge well, war. There was that one scene, though, where they pull up, like, those two, I don't even know who the two characters were, but they pull up going to the funeral, and they see yeah. the TV stand. They're like, who do you think is going to get blamed for that? Yeah. And they break the window and steal the TV. Exactly. I was yeah. like, damn. <laughs> that's, hey, that's how it was. And right. If you watch more, uh, you know, gangster films and stuff like that, you'll uh-huh. see the animosity between the mafia and Italians. And oh, yeah, no. With black people. Oh, they you go know, at it. It is, yeah. They did not like us very much. But, um, you know, uh, as you talked about uh, Leslie Odom's character, he did a good job, too. No, he did, yeah. Really good in this movie. You know, I could not understand for the life of me why she, at a happy moment, they were just going to be all off in the sunset and everything like that. Why she told <laughs> Dickie why she slept with him? Yeah. yeah. I was like, you do know you're dead, right? Yeah, you she, do understand you're her going up. to die. Well, and I, I was like, first of all, that was your own stupid fault. Like, you yes. had a fight with your dude. He put you up in an apartment, all paid all your bills. Stuff. Like, you had the and life. Like, yeah, you got to, you had to stay at home a lot. But they they take care of their side chicks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The fact that they have that and then their wives know about it and don't even care is ridiculous. Well, he's coming home to me. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Uh, But the fucking... When he when she said that to him, I was like, "Bitch, you're done." Like she said, you're done. she's like, "Promise you won't hurt me." He's like, "I can't I like, promise you that." I was like, "Oh, you're dead. You're fucked." Like, you, hold up. Number one, you slept with another guy. Number two, you slept with a black dude. Yeah, that's that trying was, to kill that, him. It, 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 I was like, "Y'all, you don't know this stuff already. <laughs> you don't get this, bitch. You're Italian. You grew up in Italy. You should know <laughs> yeah, this you fucking know shit." This shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, you could tell crazy. that was gonna happen too. Oh, like yeah. from the first second she saw him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're going to fuck at some oh, yeah. point. Oh, you knew that. Yeah. I could right off the bat. Yeah. You know, no English. <laughs> okay, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, you know, overall, it's setting up an, a show. I think a miniseries or something like that. Another Soprano. I read that thing. they're wanting to do another sequel. Yeah. Oh, and, of the movie. Uh, yeah. I think they were do, like wanting to do like a trilogy of movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, The guy that wrote it, the creator of The Sopranos was like, as long as forget his name. I'm sure it was like one of the writers on the show is mm-hmm. on board. The guy was like, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. I think it's going to boil down to word of mouth of this movie and the right. money it makes and the viewership it has on HBO Max. I think so too. And I think a big part of that will also be how many people get drawn into watching The Sopranos because of this movie. Okay. Yes, yes, exactly. I think that's going to happen because I think, you know, right now I think it's uh, The Sopranos is trending as one of the the top, top uh, shows right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I, I'm like I said, I'm really interested to watch the Sopranos and then go back and watch this movie yeah. and see how many dots it connects. Yeah. I mean, for right now, for me, out of the four movies we're doing over the next couple of weeks that mm-hmm. we've already watched bottom of the list for me. Yeah. And it's not because it's a bad movie. It's just because I feel like I'm missing a whole lot. Like I, I got the plot of the movie. I right, understood right. the characters. But I feel like there's so many references made, and and you are you're missing some some stuff. It's it's detrimental to have seen the series at that point, which is not okay. Because if you're making a movie that is going to theaters, you have to pander to the audience at that point and right. fill in gaps. I mean, you can have yeah. your moments like when uh, Tony was holding the baby, 
And he goes, he always cries when he sees me. And that old lady says, babies know more than we do. They know stuff from the other uh-huh. side. Yeah. I'm like, okay, oh, now what the fuck happens between this kid and Tony later in life? Sure. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you not know? No, I have no idea. Oh, you gotta look at the beginning of the movie. Really? Gotta look at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Look at the beginning of the movie. Who's uh, narrating the movie? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I guess. That's... I thought that was Ray Liotta narrating the no, movie. No, 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 Who was narrating? Chris. Oh, the ki- okay. Yeah, the baby. Uh, Uncle Tony. Yeah, that's why he kept saying Uncle Tony. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah, there's a... I don't know. I just... Yeah. There's a whole... <laughs> there's a whole bunch of shit whole, that goes on whole with Chris. A whole lot to package on that already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot of shit that goes on with Chris. The... This movie turns his whole thought process on its head right in the, in the show i'm really. i'm amazed that the director of this movie is still like sought after the way he is mm. you know who directed this movie it was uh, uh who alan taylor alan taylor yeah and right. so he's known for yeah. directing a few uh, game of thrones episodes yes and then he did thor the dark world yeah which is probably one of the most Horrible. Just, no, I'm not going to say horrible. It's probably one of the lesser of the Marvel cinematic. It's, it was, di- it's one of the most disappointing. Yeah. Yes, very much so. I because agree. you came off the high of Kenneth Branagh's Thor, uh-huh. which is colorful, fun, adventurous. And yeah. then you got Thor the Dark World, which is just a hodgepodge. I mean, if it wasn't for Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, right. that movie wouldn't have worked. I agree. And I boil that down to a lot of the direction that he gave. Yeah. And he's he's been on the record before saying that's not the movie... I was promised to make. Oh, okay. But I, we trust in Kevin Feige at this point. I'm sure Kevin watched like the dailies and was like, this isn't going to work. Gonna work. Yeah. yeah. And that's when they brought in Josh Whedon to do some like little script rewrites and everything right. and try to get it on track for age of Ultron and stuff like that. Put right. Thor in the place he needed to be, but it was, it was rough. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I'm not going to say it was rough. I still enjoyed it. Like, it's the lesser of the Marvel movies, but all the Marvel movies are good. But it doesn't hold a candle to the top echelon of Marvel right. movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, actually, some people compare it to being just as bad as The Incredible Hulk. And I fucking love The Incredible <laughs> I Hulk. Too. I love that movie. I thought Edward Norton did a great Oh, job. the fight scene between Hulk and Abomination oh, yeah. was like fucking just popcorn oh, flick yeah, it was. fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, Anyway, so the next movie he did was Terminator Genesis, right? Which yeah, was supposed okay. to restart the franchise yet again yeah. for the second time. And it went nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a bit of a mess. Right. Right? And that yet again, I kind of blame that on his direction. Yeah. And then now, I am I think he did something else between that and this. I'm not entirely certain. I don't care to look, honestly. But now he does this, and I'm like, okay, like it's your job as a director to make sure the audience is a engaged, yes, and b has like fulfillment of the story, right? Yes, did neither of those two things. Yeah, in those now, movies, yeah. He did. He get the actors to give wonderful performances. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. They were- but they were underutilized. Yeah. The it would jumped around a little bit, mm-hmm. and like there was no cohesive flow to the movie. Right. Like there was Dicky and there was Tony, and then there was like. The other knickknack stuff and Odell's character and like all the other stuff. And I'm like, all right, where the fuck are we going with this? What's the payoff? And like right. when, uh, what's Odell's character's name in the movie again? Uh, I said uh, it earlier. Uh, 
uh, Ernest Harold Harold yeah Harold Harold Ernest or Harold something like that um, when they were having that shootout my wife was like oh you want to do this you want to do this I'm like hold on this is the climax of the movie it wasn't the climax of the movie I still had another 30 minutes yeah, to go exactly. like I'm like alright this feels like the climax but it's not felt like you know I looked at that particular scene and I'm going okay Either Harold or Dickie's got to die. Right. And, he, well, and neither, neither of them did. Yeah. yeah. And then. Like, and they look at, you know, he looks at him. I mean. Had him cornered. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, and then goes away. I'm like, dude, you care if the cops are coming? <laughs> nope. You shot a kid dead on in an army recruiting center. <laughs> with dead, a shotgun. Just, just blew his shotgun. ass away. Yeah. <laughs> just walked in, no mask, no nothing. Just shot him. God. You care if the cops are coming right now? Come nah. on now, man. No. Well, so, like, that was when, after that, because there was a time jump, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, well, between when John, John Berthold got arrested and when he got out of jail, which right. is funny because John Berthold wasn't even close to the center of this movie. No. But they revolved around that segments of Tony's life. Uh-huh. But he went to North Carolina after that incident with that kid in the, right. uh, or, or Harold's, Harold did. Yeah. And then he got like in super into the black movement and everything. It was like, fuck right. the white people. I'm starting my own thing. And then came back to Newark. And like, there was even that throwaway line where it's like, oh, yeah, the lead detective died. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, like, I'm pretty sure pretty people sure still have a cold keep, case file yeah, on you. They keep something going. But, you know, back in those days, who knows? But I, yeah, it was yeah, a madhouse. Yeah, kept it going. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the time when he got uh, hooked up with. Uh, Frank Lucas. Okay. Because Frank Lucas had his operations down in North Carolina as well mm. as New York at that time. And, he, you know, family was from down there. So, uh, but yeah, man, you know, you come back, you're pretty much trying to start your own thing, trying to get everything right. going, and, and you're taking your, basically your revenge. Yeah. And, you know, saying, hey, you're not going to, going around the store saying you're not paying the Italians anymore. You're not doing this. Yeah, you're not paying the whiteys yeah, no more. exactly. You're doing this. <laughs> you're, you know, we're we're here with this. Right. So, well, you know. And it's not like Dickie treated him bad, Harold. Like, there was a little bit of an undertone. Here's the thing about it. It's like, you know, they were, they were, Friends on a level that was like, okay, you're never going to get to a level here right. with me. Right. You're going to be, you're always going to be here. Yeah. You know? You're one's my, above my, the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My family, my friends, you know, all this stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. community I'm in is never going to have you be an equal. Right. So you're always going to be a runner, basically. Y- yeah. You were treated, you know, decently, you know, and everything. You were basically left alone to do your, your things. Mm-hmm. But... By the same token, you were still under, you know, you were you weren't an equal. No. And it's like, okay, after a certain period of time, you know, every man's gonna be like, Look, yeah, I wanna be my own boss, my right. own man. Yep. And that's what he became yeah. that's what he was trying to become. Well and, and that's even then, like there was context missing, right? In his growth to power. Like yeah, it was like was all, just, of all of a sudden he was just this gangbanger mm-hmm. rolls of hundreds and yeah. paying up to this one dude in a French coat, bringing him a, sh- or a fur coat, bringing him Chanel box. That I'm like, was, that was, that was Frank Luke, Lucas. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. But I'm just like, there's, we're skipping shit. Like, I'm curious how much of this movie was on the cutting room floor. 
I, I think so too. I mean, as far they could have expounded on it. Now I've because I know the history of Frank Lucas and I know the history of and I saw the movie, you know, with Frank Lucas. What movie Denzel was that? Playing Frank. Oh, Lucas. American Gangster. Yeah, yes, exactly. yeah, that was a great movie. You know, I, I you know you see that and you're like, okay, wait, know wait, that was Frank. Frank that was God. Frank Lucas. How cool would it have been if they would have got yeah. Denzel to play? That, that would have been, been sweet. Want <laughs> <laughs> you to reprise your character? Yeah. yeah. God, I love that movie. When he goes out and fucking shoots Idris Elba in the middle of the street, street. and then just comes back to the diner and starts having breakfast with his crew, I'm like, puts the money in the jar. (laughs) God damn. His his boys and his family just comments, just looking at him like, what? (laughs) He's in the middle of the street, Frank. You can't do this. I did it. (laughs) They're not going to rat on me. Uh, God. I love when Denzel goes on his power trips too. Yeah, that's, Nothing that's beats hilarious. Training Day. No, dude, it's it's wild. Y'all I'm gonna wild. do this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd have been cool. Stuff. But yeah, it's you know I think this movie takes some liberties, but it also, if you watch the show, you the gaps will be filled in, which is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But you shouldn't have that many gaps. Without, you know, especially trying to sell it to the large audience, which is the theater right. thing. That's like I said, that's can't do that. The assumption they went into, like I said before, they went into the big assumption that everybody's seen the show. Well, it's like, OK, yet again, here's another Star Trek example. It's like watching the 09 Star Trek movie mm-hmm. and never having seen any of the previous Star Trek movies, right. which I hadn't. <laughs> like I my, oh, really? my family was a big Star Trek fan yeah. on my dad's side. So I kind of grew up watching an episode here of The Next Generation or so, but never had really seen any of the movies or anything. Well, my uncle Mm -hmm. took me to go see Star Trek in theaters, the new one. Well, the 09 one. It's not new anymore. Um, And I watched it, and I was just amazed by it, right? It was an amazing movie. Yeah. And afterwards, like I knew who Leonard Nimoy Spock was. Mm -hmm. Can't Mm -hmm. fuck that up. And I knew some of the history, like it's just implied at that point. And it it stated, like, you were my greatest friend. Like, it's like, okay, I know it. Like, that's the click. That's the adventure they went on. Like, they were they were comrades. They were best friends. Mm-hmm. It's all I need. I, you don't need to see the other movies because they do a good job of setting the stage. Yeah, right? Abrams does that. that amazingly. He sets yeah. the stage. You don't need to see the other shit. It helps to have some context, but you don't need to have seen it right. to have filled in gaps. Like, I had never seen Wrath of Khan until after Into Darkness. Oh, wow. Still wasn't missing much. Yeah. You know, this yeah. movie, I feel like I was missing a shit ton because I never watched the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think so. Get my point, though? Oh, like, I do. Yeah. I do. I mean, I, no, and I agree. I agree that, you know, I, you know, I definitely had the benefit of, you know, understanding, like you said, the little Easter eggs right. that they put in there. Yeah. And, you know, watching it, like you said, watching it with Kelsey and you being watching and never have watched the show, I could see how you'd be like... What is that about? <laughs> the fuck What's is this going, going on this? here? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, but they should not have come into it with that assumption. I mean, right. a large amount of people watched the show, but a large amount of people didn't watch the show mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that well, show is Sopranos what? was a popular show in like when did it end? Oh yeah. seven? Seven? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's, I mean, that's that's twelve, thirteen years ago at this point. Ago. Fourteen years yeah. ago it ended. Like, come exactly. on now. Yeah. God damn! How are you supposed to? Who are you? What, the show started what in early two thousand or yeah, like ninety nine? Ninety nine. It started in ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, I was eight in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who are you marketing this movie to? Right. Now? Yeah. If to, this if movie would have came out in two thousand ten, 
Right. Different fucking story. Very different. But 2021, bit of a difference at that yeah. point. It's like yeah. making an Andy Griffith movie in in 2010 and referencing the fuck out of that show and nobody knew what the fuck was going yeah. on. Or or like making Breaking Bad, the the yeah. Del Camino, right. like two years from now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like okay well break here's the thing breaking bad is a lot more popular than sopranos it's like it, so breaking it, bad hit a zeitgeist that's breaking pretty much bad hit a zeitgeist but so at the time did the sopranos right the sopranos were was that show but breaking Bad's more of a household name than sopranos would be like everybody knows like probably the sopranos name Mm-hmm. But mostly everybody has seen the Breaking Bad at some point or another. Like it is on everybody's yeah, watch I'll, list I'll at one point that. or another. I'll go with that. And even then, El Camino fills you in. Like it's like okay, yeah, it would help to have seen the show, but here's what happened. Right. Jesse was locked up for a long time. Yeah, he just got out of there. He's having some fucking issues. Right. He right. needs to get out of the situation. Would it help to watch the show? Absolutely. Absolutely, because you find out why he's... (laughs) Yeah, he's all fucked up in the head. But the movie does a good enough job at that point of like showing you the trauma he went through Mm -hmm. to where you're like, okay, like maybe I don't need to know exactly what went on. If I don't watch the show, it's okay. I know he was fucking tortured. He had some issues going on. It was a very singular story, though. I can get with that. While this one was very multi-layered. Yes, because it followed, you know... Everybody. So these characters. Yeah. These characters. Yep. You know. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, what would you think about a score on this one? I'm going to ask you I, because well, I'm not so going first. I'm hesitant <laughs> to even give this a score because I feel like it's unjustified not having seen the show to really score this. Like, okay. I, I have no connection to it. But if I was to score it just based off the movie alone and not knowing, like, acting actors the like the premise the 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 production design all that stuff was fantastic Mm -hmm. the story didn't make sense to me on the level that it should have because i hadn't seen the show and the direction was a little wonky at times with the way it cut and everything for me it's like a solid six right like it's middle of the road like i could leave it or take it i'm and by no means am i rushing out to go watch this one again Right. If I once I watch the show, I will give it a watch again, and I'm hoping I'll enjoy it more. But that's think, a lot of show to pack in. I think you will. I mean, yeah, because I mean, was seven, seasons, seven seasons, and each episode's like forty minutes to yeah, an hour long. It's yeah. a lot of watching. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a lot of watching. I have a hard time keeping up with the movies we watch. I couldn't imagine trying to fit a fucking seven season show into this shit too. Man, you know what? I mean, I, off the subject a little bit. I am really having trouble. I'm getting really busy yeah. right now. I'm having trouble. Like, I want to see Squid Game so bad. Yeah, that's on my docket so too, good. right? <laughs> I ain't got time. You see, I, this is like this time of year, it always gets busy for me, right? Mm-hmm. Between work, home life, yeah. my son's birthday's in a week. Oh, yeah. Like, I got enough shit going on. I get to fit in movies because movies are very contained experiences, yes. right? Yes. So, TV shows at this point for me go out the fucking window. Yeah. Like, it's it not happening. So I'll pick a movie or I'll go through my streaming services and just try to find a movie I hadn't seen before. So, right. like, last night I watched <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Oh. Never had seen it. Fucking loved it. Loved it was a fantastic it. movie. Super hilarious. Like, I was laughing my ass off through 60% of that movie. Have you seen Cannonball Run? I I have not. Oh, dude. Oh, man. 
<laughs> is it good? You want that's hilarious. Have I mean, you ever seen uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? Yes. Okay. That I love awesome that movie too. Yeah. Freaking movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go go watch some of those Dom DeLuise, Burt Reynolds movie, all that shit. Fucking go Reynolds. check those out, man. Yeah. That's good that, stuff. I'm telling you, dude, I'm going to be quoting fucking Smokey and the Banner for some time now. <laughs> I even funny. told my wife, I was like, I can't wait to tell Travis, boy, I know you didn't come from my loins. I'm going to drive home and smack your mama in the mouth. I was, yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, she was getting so mad because I just kept repeating the line. I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> the, just the delivery of the line. And his son was such a ditz in that fucking movie. Oh, dude. Daddy, Daddy, who's going to hold your hat? What? <laughs> <laughs> Get in the car, Junior. <laughs> so the, I guess they have a sequel, like a Smokey and the Bandit two. Mm-hmm. I I was I was about to watch it, and then I was like, I know Smokey and the Bandit was lauded, right? Mm-hmm. I heard the sequel sucks, so oh, I was did. like, Do I want to ruin? Because what's his name isn't even in it. Who? Burt Reynolds isn't even in it. Yeah, Burt Reynolds is in it. Well, then there's another one. Is there a third one? There's a third one then, because Burt Reynolds wasn't even See, in, the, the, in the premise, one of them. The premise to the second one, which was just stupid compared to this one, is they're trying to rush a pregnant elephant to Dallas. To Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds is in it. Like, okay. the preview I watched of it, he's all over Pachyderms. it. Pachyderms. Yes, that's right. He is in that yeah. movie. Um, there's a third one that is just Not, terrible. terrible. Uh, just don't even waste your time. I think I'm just going to stick with the first one. Yeah. Maybe for posterity's sake, I'll watch mm-hmm. the second one just so I say I can. Mm-hmm. But the first one, it's yeah. hard to imagine anything topping that. Oh no, no, it's it's that movie. Yeah, it's great. I I did not realize how many fucking songs that movie oh, like yeah. made popular. Oh yeah, and were made for that movie. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because back then, you know, if even if you look at you know movies like The Blues Brothers, right, stuff like that, adventure movies, but they were songs. Spun off of that movie. Yeah, they were made for that movie. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was good yeah. stuff. They don't do but, that too much anymore. I, yeah, I know. I'll say uh, I'm going to give it a score though. Yeah, go for it. Um, I mean, I like the movie, and I think you know I want to see. I would have liked to have seen a mini series of you know spun off of this, but they. Said I think they would a sequel. I think it would have done better as yeah. a mini series yeah. than just a contained two hour right. movie. Um, so, I mean, I. I I give this a six eight. Okay, you know, it's a solid thing. Plus, you know, I wasn't lost in it. Right. So, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think that's the part that bothered me the most is I'm typically not lost in movies, but yeah. because yet again I haven't watched the series, I felt like just so much was going over my head, right. and that irks my soul to no end. I'm just right. like, <laughs> I'm not enjoying this experience I know, right now. I'm not getting something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What's gonna be even bad is if I finally watch the series and I'm like. That wasn't fucking worth it. Like this is bullshit. Like, that I'm gonna fucking series, I think is worth is worth it. Well, it I think the show will be worth it, but if if it doesn't make the movie make sense the way I hope it would, it will. I'm gonna be pissed. It will. Okay. I mean, you know, there's some things that, like I said, you gotta unpack and watch certain characters in the in there. Okay. In the show, so no, I'm gonna give it a watch at some point. Cool. It's on the docket. Not anytime cool. soon, but it's on the docket. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so much it's a commitment yeah so i've seen i don't know i've seen like a bunch of clips on on youtube and stuff Mm -hmm. and like that one guy that was part of the 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 group turns out he was gay and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that i was watching clips of them like getting all fucking mad over that and i'm like oh boy this is gonna be entertaining oh there's a lot of shit wouldn't have uh 
aged, didn't no. age well and wouldn't be well, acceptable today. It, it, yes, which we but that's the anyway. point of that, though. Exactly. Is there Italian mobsters in a certain like level yeah. of a modern day? They don't care. They don't give a shit. Exactly. There's, there's a standard that they live their life by. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Exactly. They're, they're, that's how they operate. Mm-hmm. So there's a fine line between being part of today's standard and sticking and to what their standard is, and that exactly. it would be a discredit to that's, the story if they didn't. That's one of the things I was saying during the movie too. Was just like, hey, that's just how they are, right? Yeah, and that's how they were, right? You know, and this is you know, it's glamorized and you know, well, yeah, Hollywoodified. But guess what? There's a lot of shit that they were doing yep. that was the way they ran shit. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be a while, but I'll watch it. Cool. All right, buddy. What are we doing next week? Next time? Bond? Bond. Bond. James Bond. Yeah, that's a wild ride. Can't yeah. we talk oh, about that one? Great one. Um, real quick, uh, might as well throw this out there again. Uh, we're on everything. Yeah. Share it. Subscribe. Send to your buddies. Send to your Check friends. Out. Whatever you can do. Uh, you know, Follow us on Facebook. We, I try to post there for our stuff as mm-hmm. often as I can, and we're I'm trying to get into the habit of the social media game, which right. is not my cup of tea. Yeah, so we're which we're is funny because I'm the younger generation here. Yeah. You think I would be all over that, but I fucking I can't do it. Like it's so much drama all the time, so kills me. And it's yeah, you know, but it's so much to keep up with it too. But yeah, it's it's a full time job within job. itself yeah. if you really put mm-hmm. forth the effort. Yeah, but. Yeah, just share. Hey, comment, share. It. Yeah, we Tell appreciate what, the what you want to hear. Uh, if you have a movie we want to you want to review, yeah, and we'll do it. Well, uh, if you have some topic that you want us to talk about, yeah. We'll uh, also, for some context, the reason we did the week hiatus too was to kind of give ourselves a buffer between yeah. when a movie comes out and when we do a review on it, so people have exactly. more of an opportunity to go see it. Right. Before then, we just throw out our review because we right. tried to do it the week of. We realized that. Not many people get the opportunity to go see it the week of, like we do. Right. So we're gonna try to do it two weeks afterwards. And that kind of tampers down some of the spoilers. So yeah, helps you out. Well, I mean, if you're listening to us, you already know that it's spoilers. it's spoiler time. <laughs> we got to talk about it. It's half the fun of the battle here, champ. Yeah, no doubt. It's nah. bad milk. Anything else, champ? Stop calling me champ. Champ. <laughs> champ. Ready, sport. Hey, ready, tiger. Ready, buddy, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Champ. Tiger. God, no. <laughs> Fuck no. If I call you that, we got issues here, buddy. All right, Junior. No. That hurt. That cut deep, man. That's not fair. You get the better ones because I'm the younger one here. <laughs> That's right. I don't know why I'm calling you champ. It just dawned on me. Okay, Scout. Let's end this. Scout. <laughs> Listen here, old timer. I don't need none of your shit. All right. God. <laughs> best generation my ass <laughs> hey that was my parents generation man come on that's true that's that's out that's up there at this point scout yeah, no god damn when was the last time you heard anybody call anybody scout <laughs> jesus christ all right i'm ending this all right deuces <laughs> peace i've been kendrick and i've been mark and this has been movies in black and white thanks for listening